Hey everyone, welcome to Pink Shade with Aaron Martin, the podcast where we talk about reality TV and get a little bit culty. I am so excited today to talk to Mary Payne Gilbert, who is a huge reality TV fan. She is on all the Facebook groups. She is a deep diver on the shows we love, and she has actually had some brushes with D-list Bravo Liberty fame, so she has some stories to tell us. I love her inside scoops, and you are going to absolutely have a ball listening to our conversation about everything from Real Housewives of Potomac to 90 Day Fiance, Vanderpump Rules, and a little bit of Southern Charm at the end. I want to give a shout out to our Patreon subscribers, our premium sponsors, Tammy Stefani and Carrie Cook, and our newest Extra Shady Patreon sponsor, Aurora Cooper. Thank you, ladies. Thanks to everyone for sponsoring the podcast on the Patreon. You can find Pink Shade on patreon.com slash pinkshade. And I spill some extra hot tea over there. New Patreon episode will be coming out tomorrow, as well as more regular podcast episodes next week. I'll be talking more 90 Day Fiance with Nicole Pompey, who is hilarious and has a super hilarious YouTube channel. If you haven't checked it out, please do. And I will also be talking to Nanny Dawn, who is making allegations that Thomas Ravenel raped her. It is going to be a heavy episode. I'm going to be releasing it on Memorial Day, and I encourage you to take some time and listen to it if you're interested in hearing her story in her own words. I really appreciate her coming on the Pink Shade podcast to share her story with you. You probably have read her words in People, and she's been in other publications She's agreed to give interviews to several outlets, so this isn't an exclusive, but this is the only podcast she has done. So that will be coming to next week, but today's episode is all about the lighter side of reality TV. Thank goodness. We need it in our lives. We need to laugh at people. We need an escape, and this is the podcast to do just that. So enjoy it going into your weekend. I hope it's a great one. I hope you're doing something really fun for the long weekend ahead, and I will be on the Facebook group, Pink Shade with Aaron Martin. Send me a request, and you can get right in there and talk to all of us. We are like-minded people obsessing about all of the same craziness that you are. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Aaron Leah Martin, and you can catch me on The Jenny McCarthy Show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109 every Thursday or Friday. We talk Housewives and 90 Day Fiance. Jenny is totally into that, and so are we. And I will also be writing my recaps for RealityT.com, 90 Day, and Real Housewives of New York every single week. So let's get right to it. Mary Payne and I discuss all of the shows we are addicted to. Here we go. Well, here I am today with someone who I've been communicating with online for quite some time because we are both reality TV junkies. Mary Payne Gilbert is joining us. She's part of the Pink Shade group. She's part of many reality TV groups out there, and she also has some serious intel on some of the shows we watch. So Mary Payne, before we start into our conversation today, which is going to include Potomac, Vanderpump Rules, 90 Day Fiance, a little bit of Southern Charm. I just want to say welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. This is really exciting for me. 
Yay. We were just talking about, uh, before we started recording, how we take notes and we're like studying these shows as if it's some kind of PhD program, you know, we're <laughs> right. But right. I like to do these deep dives and you guys are great to deep dive with because it's just funny, even on the Facebook groups, going onto everybody's different sites and looking at what people uncover, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into reality TV. Well, I'm a mom of two, uh, almost two teenagers. One's about to be a teenager, so I'll accept prayers for that. And <laughs> uh, Yes, and I'm in the uh, D.C. area. I live in Northern Virginia, and I got into reality TV, I guess. What I think most people my age-ish, you know, late 40s, is from the real world, New York. And, uh, I mean, to me... Julie on the real world was the greatest character ever because here she was from Alabama moving to New York. And I, around that time was moving from Mississippi up to the DC area. And then at that time you didn't have GPS or cell phones or anything. So you really were just sort of on foot in the city or in your car learning the city as you go. And I just loved it. Cause I just, you know, everybody, you know, dreams of living in New York and it was such a, it was such a study of, all these different people. I just thought it was great. And since then I'm like, okay, what's the next one? What's the next one? I've always been, <laughs> I've always been on to the next one, you know? Yeah. I real world New York for me too. And I remember seeing that and thinking I, I can watch this forever. And I think I did actually watch it on a loop over and over again, because I mm -hmm. remember they would do, they even started doing the marathons back then. And they'd all day on a Saturday would run the old ones, you know, after the season ended. And I was so enthralled with just watching regular people because in the 80s and even the 90s, all we had was really scripted, cheesy television. Yes. Yes. You think of Saved by the Bell or 90210 or, you know, that stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And we were we were supposed to be able to relate to the characters that that some basically some probably old man was writing for us. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah. But, yeah. but then you saw these. Yeah. That Julie, I can't. I would never have pulled that name out of my memory, but as soon as you said it, I pictured her with her brown hair. I pictured her exactly. And I remember looking at her too and thinking, I mean, I was in a small town, not in the South, but thinking this is like a lot of our stories. Yes. You know? There was Andre, the long haired musician. Yes. <gasps> there was Norm, who was the older uh, gay artist. There was Heather B, who's on Sirius XM now. She has a show. And then I can't remember the other name of the guy that Julie got in the fight with, but he's a kind of a Kevin. His name is Kevin. Kevin. He's, yep. Yeah, he's a very well-known writer. Um, and I can't think of who else. Who else? Was there another girl? Oh, oh, there was oh. another girl. There was, that, there was another girl. Um, hmm. Someone hmm. out there right now is knowing this name. Even They're screaming. They're us. screaming at their uh, podcast. Um, it'll come to me. It'll come to me. I keep I keep getting her confused with Beth from that season of like San Francisco. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. Beth was like a big character. Yes. Wait, this was before, yeah, before any, so of course, before social media. This was prior to the internet. Yeah. Also, I mean, like the internet didn't even exist. You're right. Google didn't exist. So seeing these people, we couldn't really comment on them except to the people we knew. But it still was one of those shows that kind of went viral. I mean, everybody was talking about it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It was, it was great. It was great because they, they kind of told them we're going to put you together in this house and you live rent free. And do you want to do it? And this wasn't one of those, um, things they had later where they all had to have a job at the ice cream shop or whatever. Yeah. They all kind of did their own New York city thing. I just, I just thought it was genius. 
Yeah, it was genius. So then fast forward to now, and we can watch as much reality TV as we want on as many many channels as we want. And we choose to watch Bravo, TLC, WeTV, things like that. I mean, I could watch really, I really will, I'm an equal opportunity watcher of most reality TV. There's just ones that I gravitate to more than Mm -hmm. others. So I've always been a fan of The Housewives. I watched since OC, season one, you know, episode one, and on through that. Real Housewives of Potomac is the most, one of the two most recent iterations. So it was Dallas and Potomac that were announced the same year. This is the third season for Potomac. And this is your area of the world. Yes. What did you think when that was announced? Well, it's weird because, first of all, it doesn't really roll off the tongue. Real Housewives of Potomac, Maryland. No. Um, but it really, it's it's interesting because I saw Andy Cohen here um, doing a book signing, and I've seen him other times before, but he was specifically in D.C. talking, and he said that um, somebody stood up and said, why do you have these Real Housewives of Potomac? And really, none of them even live in Potomac, nor is that really what Potomac is. Potomac is, you know, not what it's portrayed at all. And he said, listen, everybody in Atlanta doesn't live in Atlanta. And everybody in New York doesn't live right in the city, which they do. And everybody, you know, in Beverly Hills doesn't live in Beverly Hills. And I'm like, right. So you should have called it Real Housewives of D.C. if you're trying to go for, like, major metropolitan area. But he said we already did that. And he kind of intimated that they got in trouble because of the Salahi thing. And they couldn't do that again, basically. But for us that live up here, we're like, it's really Real Housewives of D.C. because we all say we live in D.C. when we live in Maryland, Virginia, and D.C. It's all the area. Absolutely. You know? it's, the, it's the area. I lived in the panhandle of West Virginia, and my dad worked at Dallas Airport oh, sure, for a yeah. year. And we considered ourselves, even on that real tip of West Virginia, we were like, we live in the D.C. area. And it was yes. like, well, we live in West Virginia. But, yeah, I mean, you could really stretch that, too. I think we stretched it. But absolutely. <laughs> Potomac, I think, what I, from what I heard is, yeah, they had to name it that because they didn't want to go down the D.C. name path again because it had that stink on it from mm-hmm. the Salahis. Yeah, that's what he said. That's what he said. And he was kind of begging, you know, us. He's like, give it a chance. You know, give it a chance. It's really good. And we were all like, we don't like it. Um, but I have stuck with it only because, you know, and this is what this season gave me the joy of seeing places that are near me and you, Oh, I know that restaurant, but this particular season, I work in the building that is where Myron Mixon's Pitmaster barbecue is. This is the third iteration of that restaurant. It was Overwood. Then it was, um, uh, something else echo then Overwood and now Myron Mixon's, but it's the same owner all three times. Um, who is not Chris? Chris is not the owner. And um, just to be clear, Chris, is- Chris is the fiance of Candace, Candace. who's the newest housewife. That's who yes. you're talking about. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. not the owner. You know that nope. for a fact. Yes. If you look on, I mean, you could, it's a simple Google search. You can look on their website and it says the owner is Joe Comey, who, who I know. <laughs> and they had another manager before when it was the other restaurant. And so when they were shut down for a few months to remake it into this Myron Mixon's barbecue place, um, I saw Joe quite a bit and he, you know, explained to me how it was working. And then I saw Chris many times and talked to him many times then you can imagine when the new season starts and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, get my, get my glass of wine and I'm sitting in front of the TV and I'm ready. And the first thing they show is them at two neighborhood restaurants right by my house. And then she says, my um, fiance is the, is the owner of this restaurant. And then they show the restaurant and I'm like, okay, he works there. <laughs> he is not the owner. 
<laughs> he might not wear a uniform like the best boy, but he is an employee. Yeah. And so I kind of was like, so ever since then, of course, I'm like in a full stock looking for him mode whenever I go to work. I mean, I was there today. He wasn't there. So um, I was there last week and I saw him. I went in to get a Diet Coke or something and saw him. And I was like, I got to go talk to Chris. And I said, Chris, I, you didn't tell me, you know, that you were famous. And he said, um, oh, my gosh. He said, that's why I'm standing back here. And I said, are people are coming in now wanting to see you. He said, yeah, somebody came in the other day and wanted my autograph. And he said, now, why would they want my autograph? That is so stupid. And he really is like he comes off on TV. Very nice. Oh, and, good for him for not thinking yeah. he's a famous, at least. That's good. N- no. And I, I said, you know, oh, I'm on a lot of Facebook groups and things. I listen to a lot of podcasts and it's general consensus that people like Candace and think that it's great that you've got some older ladies and the younger ones. And he said, well, that's just how she is. She's just, that's just how she talks. That's just how she is. And he did say that um, everybody he liked pretty much. He said that Robin was fine when she's not with Giselle. And then he said, Karen and Karen and um, Uncle Ben or whatever his name is are super nice. Bill Gates, like, Black Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Oh, yeah. Black Bill Gates. And I said, I don't get that, but okay, you know, I haven't met her, so I don't know. And he said um, he really likes um, Ashley and Michael, and they're still married. And huh. I, interesting. And then I said, what about you know Monique? He said, mm, you know, they're they're fine. I wanted to say remember when you stripped off your clothes and jumped in their pool, but I wanted to keep him talking. So I didn't say that. You could say that next time. You could save that yeah. for your next conversation. Well, somebody asked me, why didn't you ask him about his brown <laughs> penis? I was like, I, what? No. Like, I'm, having... I'm buying a diet Coke here. Sir. No, I'm not even buying it. They're giving it to me. I'm no, I'm not even, no, I'm not going to ruin my chances on my free diet Cokes. Uh, but he he really could not have been nicer. He had nothing nice to say about Giselle. He said, she's very, very fake. And her tagline, I'm the word on the street, is he said that's exactly how she thinks of herself and not one iota less. He said she is exactly as horrible as you would think she is. Oh, my God. This is amazing intel. Amazing intel. So what do you think? Do you agree with his assessments, like, as a viewer? Um, I do. I do. I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't like Karen. I think she's so over the top. And I don't know. I just, all that, you know, I don't know. I will tell you that. Did you see, um, Ashley was on watch what happens live and she gave this, told the real story about the sighting of, okay. So Michael's son. So Ashley's stepson, who was yes. probably, you know, older than Ashley. Yeah. Right. Um, Michael's stepson saw Karen and blue eyes, her driver, at the pizza place across from Oz, not in Oz. I thought it was in Oz. Okay, she no. cleared that up. Okay. Yeah, she said it was across the street from Oz, and he lives right over there, so in Arlington, which is kind of a good, you know, it's a walkable town. And he went went down to go to pizza at this pizza place, and they were in there, and um, her face was up on his face, and he was like full double hand grabbing her buns. Oh, my God. Yes. So we know that Karen is as shady as shit. I mean, she has been shady from day one. Here's here's my view, though. I really love her as a housewife. Like, yes, I, yes, I don't yes. want to see her go anywhere because she's a perfect housewife. She's delusional. She's uh, a liar. <laughs> she, she's completely yeah. believing her own hype. And now she's developing this hilarious fragrance line, acting like she's wanted to do it forever. 
I think she's trying. She's trying to get them in on a multi-level marketing scheme, don't you think? Uh, that's what it looked like. That's exactly yeah, what it looked like. Yeah, she's like, you're going to be my ambassadors. Of course, they're all like, do we have to buy in and get six sales reps under us and make our what? I mean, I was like, this is weird. They should this be like, weird. is this Nexium? Because I've heard about that place. <laughs> this is not okay. Is this Amway slash Nexium slash a cult? <laughs> Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. You're she involved. she totally is like I'm getting you in on the ground floor. Yeah, you're going to be in on the uh, idea generation. They're like, what? We're just here to eat salad. Like that, we have They're to like, go get at a buffet. Yeah, we didn't we didn't ask to be in on this. Is this another <laughs> press conference? Where are we? I mean, that was yeah. <laughs> but that's what I I love her on the show because she's so bizarrely over the top like this, and she really does. I really truly believe that she believes her own hype. She seems like the type to do that. Now, Giselle, she seems like she is exactly there to play the villain. And she probably is. She To me, she seems like she could be that way for sure in real life because she mm-hmm. thinks she is just all that and a bag of chips. Now, my friend and I went to watch What Happens Live like two years ago. And it'll be, yeah, two years ago. And she and Mike from Shaw's and Sunset were the guests. And Mike was just going through that public breakup with Jessica. And how do I know all these people's names? Just feel sorry for me. This is I, no, too much. I love it. I it's, mean, it's, it, so, you're talking to the right person. I admire uh, this in a person. I don't, I don't look down on that at all. <laughs> so, so when they cut the this old studio, I mean, the new one, my understanding is small, but this was tiny. And so she walked, you know, literally had to turn sideways to walk past us to get over to where the chairs were. And we said, oh, Giselle, um, we tweeted you. We're your people. We're from D.C. And she turned around and looked right at me and my friend and goes, oh, you think you're my people? And, and we said, yeah, we are. We're from D.C. And she goes, all right, girl. And kept walking like, <laughs> I was like, okay. Oh, well. my God. Yeah, it was. I was like, okay, well, she doesn't like us. She doesn't want to be friends with us. Well, it sounds like she doesn't like anybody. It sounds, yeah, she, yeah. What the okay. hell? And that was her first season on the show, too. So who is she? She's nobody. And you they know? were touching up her makeup the whole time. Like he, they would take a break and they would run over to her and powder up her face. Oh, and, you know, my gosh. Yeah. She's so, okay. She's a total Mariah Carey in the making, except like a really low rent one. Low rent. Low rent. Yep. Right. Okay. This is, yep. this is great. This is great. So when you, when, and if you run into Chris again, yeah, you might, you, you gotta, don't, maybe don't ask him about the penis, but I would love to know from his mouth, why did why did Candace claim he was the owner? Like, where did that come from? Mm-mm, I can't I can't say that. But I did I did oh. ask the owner. I did ask the owner. I saw him before I saw Chris a few weeks ago, and I said, "Hey, Joe." And I said, "What about the you know Chris? Now he's on famous. He's on TV." And he said, "Oh yeah." And I said, um, "What do you think about they keep saying he's the owner because you're the owner?" <laughs> and he said, "Well, I don't care because you know I don't care." And he kind of hemmed and hawed, and I said. Right, but they keep saying he's the owner of it. I said, maybe you don't care because it brings a lot of people in. He goes, bingo, I don't care. Oh, my God. Yeah, there you go. It's so funny, though. Don't these reality stars, I guess they just don't realize people are going to discover the truth because they're living in the world, you know? And we also have Google. You have have feet. You can walk into the restaurant. (laughs) It says it on the website, general manager. Yeah, that's what it says. Oh, my And that's God. great. I mean, that's a great job. It's a hop in place. And he, you know, of course, when I did a deep dive on him, I mean, he's done bar management, restaurant management in some really great places. So that good for him. But, I mean, his, you know, mother-in-law is still paying his rent, I guess. Yeah, totally. Doesn't Potomac sort of remind you of early Jersey? 
They're not related, Ooh. but it's the small town vibe where people can, like where you, you can walk into a restaurant, you know the owner, you know who's working there. It's it's not as, you know, New York is a little more anonymous or it's like you would uh-huh. see a housewife in the wild maybe. But it, yes. But it seems like with Potomac and with early Jersey, it's like you, you might go to that same hair salon. It's only a small town when it comes down true. to it. Yeah, true. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's like their secrets, you know, they see each other in the pizza shops and things like that. It just feels oh. a little more Jersey-ish, which I like. I liked early Jersey. So I'm, I think that's why I'm liking Potomac too. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. Totally. Totally can see that what you're yeah. saying. Yep. Okay. All right. Let's move on to Pump Rules. Vanderpump Rules okay. Reunion Part 3 was on okay. this week. And we yeah. just watched it. It was just last night. We're recording the day after this. So the day after the Part 3 reunion. And I don't know. What did you think? Did you think part three brought a lot of new stuff or was it just a continuation of like the drama that we'd already set up in parts one and two? Um, it, it, well, it was both. I think they had to, yeah. you know, address the Kristen James situation. Um, and I thought they were going to do a little more information on Stassi and Patrick, at least to just drag him a little more, um, but they kind of lightly touched on that first episode and sort of lightly touched on that third episode. And I was really wanting them to get on. I listen, I've heard Stassi on all our podcasts and um, I've told you that she and I are like Twitter friends and we DM sometimes. And I, I, I'm very team Stassi and it's not always a popular opinion. Um, <laughs> I'm team but- Stassi this year because I really want to see happiness for her. I mean, she was, she's been through the ringer with that douchebag. The thing is, is that like, I knew, I, I mean, I, listened to his show cocktails with Patrick forever and he was very kind of snarky and dry but he's very very um pro woman and feminist and I mean very very pro female very seemingly feminist and very um I don't very educated and yes he says big words but he says them correctly so I don't know I mean this version of him I was, I hated, I hated, and it made me so sad because along it, with everyone else, absolutely yeah, ruined what I knew of him. Yeah. So yeah. He, yeah, I've heard his show is really popular. And then I've talked to some of the other folks at Sirius XM, you know, through Jenny's show, talking to some people who work in that building. And they've said that he, he's truly kind of an asshole, like in real life, like women do not like to be around him. Now that's just a, that's what I've heard from two people. So I don't know beyond that. I don't know. To me, just seeing him in like even one scene where he would be like, ex- whenever he explained something to her in a condescending Ooh. way, even lightly, I was like, to me, that when I see a guy or hear a guy do that to a woman, I'm just like, now I know everything I need to know about you. I agree. I agree. And he's, um, so listening to Patrick's show led me on to Taylor Strucker's show. Oh, I love her. And so I, I love Taylor. Like, we are friends now. She has. We, my friend Ingrid and I, the same weekend that we had the Watch What Happens Live weekend, we met up with Taylor. She took us to the Soho house. Like, we are buddies. And I t- texted her the other day. I said, what has happened to Patrick is exactly what he did not want to happen to go on this show and be perceived horribly. Right. Because he never wanted to go on. And he was always saying on his show, they keep calling and keep asking. And he's like, you can ask me a million times. I'm never going to do it. And so she said, yep, that's why he didn't want to go on. I said, well, he also shouldn't have acted like a complete asshole. Right. And she said, she said, I literally cannot watch it. She said, Stassi's my, she says, Stassi is my friend and I have to fast forward it because I know I, I, I cannot, I don't want to even know of him that way. 
she's like, I have to really keep it separate, you know, cause she's, they started at Cosmo radio together, the two of them. And then she introduced him to Stasi. And so she's like, I don't, I don't want to know that he's this person. So I fast forward through it when he's on the screen. It is so yeah. ironic that he didn't want to be on the show because he didn't want to be come off badly or for it to ruin his actual career in radio. And then this happens. He acts like a total dick and then it all comes back to haunt him. And you can't blame editing for the things he did. Oh, that stuff at the end when he was saying all that stuff to Lisa, I was like, I mean, okay, Cringe. one time, one time you think you're being funny, but two times, three times. And I mean, and then stop, she said on the reunion, I don't know. I was on Xanax and alcohol. I had no idea why I was apologizing to him. Like I watched it back. I was just sick. And I was like, all right, but she's moved on to a new, really funny, cute guy. So I know good for her. Yeah. Good for her. But yeah. I, she was apologizing to him because that's the dynamic of their relationship. The entire, at least from what I saw the entire season, she was always like, I'm really scared because he's coming and I don't want him to think badly of me. I mean, she was very scared to be herself around him way prior to that finale. Mm -hmm. so, I don't know. It was very strange, but I was hoping in the finale, just like you, that they would have explored that much more than they did much. More. Yeah. I think they have with Vanderpump rules. I think they have so much and that, yeah, you know, all the producers and stuff I've heard on podcasts and things have said that they could just film them year round. And they said they totally, it really, it, it, they, they never would have to stop because things that happen, you know, off season, and they have such a short window when they don't film. They said, we come back three months later and we've got seven new storylines <laughs> right. because, you know, and they said, we're like pulling teeth to get these real housewives to do something. And maybe it's because they're, and I say young, I mean, they're all not that young anymore, but they're so young. And this is really the only real job they all have ever really had. So yeah. they just don't care. They just yeah. don't care. They don't have as much to lose. You know, they don't mm -hmm. have the, the established wives and husbands who aren't in the show, whose businesses they don't want to ruin, maybe, and things like that. They're all in it together, and they're all sleeping with one another, so they're only really ruining each other's lives, which actually <laughs> can, can, makes their lives better in the long run, ironically, because that's what the show wants from them, you know? It's like Jack sleeping with a coworker. Well, at least she's still in the inner circle. She wasn't on the show that much, but we know who she is. And it kind of upped the drama of everything. It's ridiculous. It's a formula for me that totally works, though. Like, I will watch Vanderpump Rules until further notice. Um, and let me tell you this. Okay, so um, Jax was on Jeff Lewis Live on Radio Andy. Yes. And that's, that's this the funniest. Week, right? Yeah, that's, okay. the, that's the funniest show ever. Um, cause Jeff Lewis just doesn't care. I love him. And, and he's gotten in trouble now. He said, I'm in trouble with Bravo now, you know, cause <laughs> I keep, you know, having people on and he's, you know, uh, he's so funny. So he had Jax on and I'm thinking two more, there could not be two more opposite people, you know, and then, then Jax and, um, Jeff. And so, but Jax was, you know, very charming and very nice. And he said that the whole situation with the Kristen thing, he had been on the, now we all know Jax is a well-known liar, like. Saucy said he's the boy who cried wolf. Oh, yeah. So you have to take what he says with a grain of salt. But he said that, or a whole shaker of salt. Um, <laughs> but he he said that that James just the other night. Okay, no, the first thing was sorry, back up. The first thing was on the golf course they had been um, drinking and golfing for two hours, and that he had been in Jax's car, James, and telling him the whole time that he had hooked up with Kristen, like not. He said it wasn't a mumbling of words. It was a full, yeah, hooked up with her, whatever. We were drunk, blah, blah. And he said, but then when the cameras came on and Sandoval tried to say to him, hey, did you hook up? You know, 
he said, what? You know, no, what? You know, I really Oh, like, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. That is the story he told on Jeff Lewis. So he actually yes. outed James, but this was right. This was prior to the third part of the reunion. Yes. And in the third part of the reunion, James was, and James and Kristen were going crazy saying, no, of course not. I never said that. And in the reunion, Jax was like, you told me that. Yeah. That's oh right. And he God. says, no, he said, no, I didn't. I didn't. You're a liar. You're a big fat man. You're a liar. I mean, it was, he's so crazy. He's so crazy. <laughs> he's but he's then, Jax before Jax. James is Jax in the making. I mean, yes, they're like the same person. That's the same as on Southern Charm with Austin and Shep. Totally. It's the same thing. One is becoming the other. And, and the, another thing Jack said was that that just had happened this week was that Brittany, you know, they're not working, but she went into work because I guess they go into just like shake hands and sign autographs. So she went in, you know, for her, um, her thing to say hello to the fans or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And Jack said she did that to be nice. She didn't have to, but James was playing and, um, she walked in and he started doing a rap about me screwing faith. And what? how dumb Brittany was. And he said, so that's it. I'm no more with that kid. You know, I thought we were friends. I thought we were getting along, but I'm not, no, that's so mean to do to Brittany. You know, it's not her fault. And that's it. You know, gloves are off. Oh and of course they just, and of course they just started filming again. So I'm like, well, that'll be the kickoff storyline of next season. That'll be, I know episode one of this season, which was so long, the season was so long, but I loved it. Was you remember episode one was like slamming right out of the gate. So, you know, episode one for next season will be the same. I'm sure they caught that. Oh, I'm, I'm sure if, if James is DJing and Brittany walks in, you know, they she's caught probably that. Her, yeah, they caught that. I yeah. bet. Mm-hmm. So what do you believe? Do you believe James and Kristen hooked up? Yes. Yeah, I do too. I, mean, I do. I, I basically believe anything. I mean, there's nothing on Vanderpump Rules that anyone can accuse another person of that I don't believe. I'm like, well, if you know what, it probably did happen. Like, what are we supposed to be like? No, he would never. She would never. I mean, I just, I just, I sort of believe it all because I'm like, eventually you find out it is true on most of the accusations on the show. And they just gloss over the Schwartz fact about that he completely cheated on his wife. And they're like, well, he was blacked out. I'm like, um, Tom Schwartz. Yeah. When, when Schwartz, when Lala says, you know, your friend made out with my man, I'm going to pop you, blah, blah, blah. She was talking about at the beginning of this, well, probably mid season when Lala said her friend was yeah. at the bungalow yeah, and made out with Schwartz. And, and then Katie says, yeah. And the worst part about that was that was my friend. I mean, she totally knew we were married. I'm like, well, guess who's fault it was yeah that's your husband that's not the worst part the worst part is you're married to a cheating bastard who blacks out so badly in hawaii that he goes to the wrong hotel too i mean i cannot believe nobody even that that if that was on one of the real housewives that would be two episodes oh (laughs) that would be an entire season i mean look at beverly hills they spend an entire season talking about champagne flutes versus wine glasses you know, yes. and, and perceived insults. And you, you called me a liar. It's like, oh, my God, Vanderpump rules. Everyone is cheating on everyone. Everyone is accusing everyone else of, like, fucking in the hot tub, whatever. And it, they just come back from it. I don't know how they bounce back from this stuff, but they do. It's we. I have a theory that I talked about with Brandon, who was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. He actually brought this theory up, and I totally agree with it. It's because the cast is so big. Also, that no one has to carry the drama for the entire ensemble. So as long as they each have a little something going on, and in their cases, at least three or four of them usually have something semi-big, it, it can just make the whole season explosive. I think it totally works. 
I think you're right. Somebody can, you know, Lala can skate by and never show her man. Right. And, you know, really, I'm so over her. But, 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 you know, my man, my man, my man. And then they were always on Stassi that Stassi had to have her boyfriend on. But nobody, I mean, I guess because he's like, he is, you know, an older, I mean, yeah, say older. He literally is probably my age. He's an older, you know, overweight, successful, not very attractive guy. So they're kind of like, this is not really fitting in with our, uh, we don't really need no. him in the front thing. He could stand next to Ken, you know. Exactly. I mean, he can hold a dog. He can give him a tiny dog. That's what they, that's he's not going to fit in with the aesthetic no. that we're going for here. No. Yeah. He could be like a bouncer. Like yeah. how, how Hitchcock appeared in his own films. Like Rand can show up just like in an appearance, but you don't really know who he is. I, I seriously feel like Lala, okay, I usually am team Lala, like, oh, she's a fun addition to the show. I can take her to a certain point. The reunion put me over the edge. I can't I can't handle her after that reunion. I need a break from her. When she comes back next season, I'll be fine again probably. But I was, like, ready to strangle that little girl. Yeah, and, that, you know, and James had a point um, that – they were saying about James and Jack's being friends now. And Lala's like, Oh yeah. Now you just go run to him and kiss up to him. And he said, well, what do you think you're doing? Exactly. He said, you, you used to not be friends with all these people. And they show her, you know, saying that this one's fat or didn't work on their summer bot or, you know, Katie's a blob. And now they're all just best friends. And James is like, you did the same thing. Yeah. She's, it's like in Heather's, you know, when, when Heather dies, the, the next one takes the scrunchie and puts it on and they become Heather. That's what Lala yes. is. She's the new Sheena, I think. But she wants to be Sheena slash uh, Stassi, but she's not quite either of them, but she's sort of filling that role where she can like fight with everyone like Sheena, then be their best friends and be against you the next year. And then Sheena did a walk off. So Lala did a lame walk off for no reason. Nobody was even saying anything to her. I was like, really right. bitch? Like you're walking mm-hmm. off. Yeah, yeah. She turned to the side. You saw they saw did a shot of Andy looking at her, and then she sort of twisted to get off the chair. And then, you know, and then it's like you go chase her. No, you go chase her. Now, James, you go talk to her. Now, Ariana's going to talk to her. Now, Stassi, you change sheets. I was like, oh my god. The whole cast went back there. Lisa Vanderpump went back there at one point. She's like, she goes, everyone can't go back. And then she went back. I'm like, really? No one should chase her. Would it be great during a walk off? This is what I propose. If no one chased them, and then they just continued with the reunion as if they never existed. I think that would be the biggest and best shade ever. Because eventually they'd say like, well, I guess I got my eyelashes back on. I guess I'll go back. Exactly. Like if you just <laughs> Nobody's co- coming. If you just continued, nobody ever called for you. No producers. No, no, like little tiny interns even like looked for your ass. You were just, you walk off, you're done. That would be you saw so when, great. You saw when, La- when Lala walked off, she put her hand back and goes, don't follow me, Paul. I, I was like, oh. <laughs> That's like what I did in high school when I broke up with yeah. boyfriends. Don't yeah. call me ever again. And then I'd wait by the phone. Right. Yeah. Oh my God. She's too much. Her brand of feminism is um, basically. It's, it's yeah. questionable. It's questionable. But okay, more questionable, we must talk about this, is James' living situation. Okay. <laughs> now, this, this just shows you how good Vanderpump Rules is, is that that barely made it into a clip on a reunion show. Seriously. That, w- that was epic when they showed it. I'm like, why have we not met this old, not old, older man very questionable man that James is living with. And he, I think he's living on the floor. He lives in a partition, like a Chinese screen in the living room. He, I mean, I, I don't, I can't even breathe. 
And, oh my God. And, and then he has like the Union Jack hanging behind him because one of the girls, one of the um, hostesses that he slept with, remember, took a picture of the selfie in the bed with him. That's right. And like That's the Chinese, right. yeah, the Chinese screen is on one side and uh, his Union Jack's on the other. I'm like, where was the old man and his little and his dog? He lives in a partition with the little dog and the old man. And the guy is like on Instagram taking weird selfies. Have you seen this guy's selfies? Have you seen this guy's no. Instagram account? Okay, I'm gonna post no. it in the show notes, everyone. I will post it in the show notes. I found oh. it. Some hero out there posted it in a Facebook group and I saw it and I was like, okay, I'm immediately following this man. And he is the, mm, he's not quite serial killer level creepy, but he's almost there. He's one of the creepiest people ever just from his social media alone. Yeah. He shows up in this one little scene on a reunion clip and he's like, Hey James, what you doing there with your music? And then he, and then he goes, do you want to go to dinner tonight? As if, you know, that was probably a standing arrangement. He no, probably, he said, he said, I owe you dinner. I, I was like, owe what are you, you dinner. owing from? Exactly. Exactly. And also, is James making no money, like being on a show or DJing? Are we to assume that, you know, the rest of the cast keeps insinuating that James has to be in this role that he really shouldn't be for his age? Like, is he supporting his family? Is he supporting his father 100%? I mean, why is he not able okay. to live in anything but a partition? Okay, now I do have some a story on this. So okay. Kristen was on a podcast and I cannot remember which one, but it was maybe, I mean, at least a year ago, it was a while ago. It was after she and James broke up. So that's been probably a couple of years and it could have been Stassi's podcast actually, but I can't remember, but she told this story about James's mother. Now, have you heard about this? No. Okay. So James's mother, when they were dating, Kristen and James were dating and James was living with her. Um, she, Kristen was somewhere and got a call from her bank and said, Hey, do you go to this, you know, census day spa? And she said, no. And they said, Oh, we think it's a fraudulent charge. Someone just charged like $500. It appears to be on, you know, on your card. And Kristen said, no, you know, I know what that place is, but I get Botox somewhere else. So she calls over to the place and the place says, Oh, this woman came in with your card and told exactly what she looked like. And Kristen said, I, no, I did not approve her. It was James's mother had taken <gasps> Kristen's credit card and used it for Botox. What? Yes. And Kristen was like, so then I had to get my bank involved. And then I felt horrible. James was crying. He was so embarrassed. He said, my mother's horrible. I'm so embarrassed. Oh, my God. And, and then she told a story that when she was dating James, that one time the mom, like, hilariously told a story about how she stole money from a bank and oh, she just my god Kristen said she just told the story like oh yeah when we lived in Connecticut and I had a friend and they took money from a bank and I got ten thousand dollars I couldn't believe it but that's how James and I moved to LA like like crazy Kristen's like she's a psychopath and that's you know that's coming from Kristen oh yeah, yeah. exactly when yeah. Kristen calls you a psychopath you need to really assess your life and also, yeah. when Kristen has the most stable relationship on Vanderpump Rules, you need to assess your relationship because that I seemed know. to be the case this season, and it was freaking me the hell out the whole time. I'm like, I can't believe there's not much or any drama going on except until the end, but it was shocking to me. I was thrilled. I was thrilled she got in one good, you know, Kristen freak out. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I was kind of waiting for it. Like, mm, I kind of missed that. I missed the Kristen freak out. You, yeah. So James really comes from... It sounds like a real grifter slash psycho mom, and his dad looked like he was really 
down in the dumps. I mean, not doing well when he was on. Yeah. I mean, he was George Michael's manager, but then they had a falling out. Yeah. So I imagine when they had the falling out, that's when the gravy train stopped. Yeah. So, oh God, this makes me worry for James and I don't like that. I don't like, I mean, I always do. I, I've had a soft spot in my heart for James. Like I want him to, to turn away from the darkness. <laughs> I want him to turn to the light because yeah. I think he is so funny and really quite endearing. And I don't like to see him cry. Like I don't care when Jax cries. I do. No. I will say, you know what? I'm putting this out there. All you listeners who are probably thinking I'm a cold hearted bitch right now. I, I feel terrible that Jax lost his father. I mean, that aside, but I'm saying in general, when, when Jax cries crocodile tears through the years, it, I don't feel for him. But when James cries, I kind of feel like he is broken, you know, and he, yes, he has a yes. chance at a, at a different kind of uh, un-Jax like future. When they showed, when they showed those clips of him before they had the fight about the pasta yeah. that, that it's not about the pasta <laughs> um okay so right before the pasta fight they showed all the the footage of him and all those shots with this shot and that shot uh-huh. and the double shot and that i was, was seeing back in the day i was like gross i mean yeah. listen i was a, a crazy 25 year old myself but i mean that he definitely weighs less than me and i mean I couldn't believe it. And then Lala said she was trying to, he and Logan were having a fight. So she was trying to distract him by saying like, Hey, what about that pasta? And that's how the whole fight started. And I'm thinking, and that's when he started saying, your fat man's going to leave you for a younger version. And really, again, I'm not usually team Lala, but yeah, if somebody's on TV saying that about your boyfriend, I don't care if he's an Adonis or if he's Randall, right? then you <laughs> She has to stand up for him. She has to stand up for him. Yeah, because she knows he's going to see it, and she wants to keep that car and that apartment. I mean, love aside, she's got some things riding on this relationship. Don't forget about her uh, big hoops, which apparently make for good blowjobs. That's right. That that makes all the sense in the world. And her very bizarre bottle that she sucks on, that she's still defending, that is just a prop to get her attention on TV. I'm sorry. That's not real. That can't be real. When she said... I can put cold ice in my mouth. I can pop a rubber band on my wrist. I can suck a dick or yeah. get a baby bottle. Right. I was like, what? wait, what? What? Just like the doctor would tell you. Just like your family doctor would suggest, right? It's yep. totally in all the medical books. Yeah. That's, <laughs> she, yeah. Is like, she is trying very hard. I don't know. I want her to take a little bit of a different direction too because she can be very funny and she's beautiful and she can be you know kind of compelling in her own way but I want her to take a step back from believing her own hype because she's doing a little bit too much of that right now for me Mm -hmm. yeah I agree it's not it's not good so Ariana she had basically nothing going on this season like she got a haircut and for me that was her only storyline and the rest of the body image that you know I'm I don't like my body all of a sudden out of nowhere you know I don't like my vagina specifically but I'm gonna do rejuvenation on camera all of this stuff seemed very manufactured for me. It was, it was the only thing I could have ever really seen on Vanderpump Rules where it seems like such a setup and mm-hmm. such like, now we're going to sit on the couch and I want you to ask me how I feel about my vagina. <laughs> what? Just, no. Just like we all ask our partners. Like that's uh, a norm, uh, normal Tuesday feeling? night conversation. Yeah. yeah I'd like sure. you, I'd like to talk to you about um, my vagina. That's what we're mm-hmm. going to do tonight. And how graphic some of their conversations got, the things Tom was saying. I was like, I can never unhear these words. I don't want to hear this. <sighs> uh, yeah. I, Not okay. You know, she never wanted to be on the show in the first place. 
And you have to hearken back to season yeah. one, Sheena writhing and dancing on the floor to Can You Freak, Bitch, that classic tune. <laughs> and uh, Ariana is a background dancer. And they uh, and they showed, there was some like, you know, Secrets Revealed or something a couple of years ago. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe it was last year. I don't know. And it all runs together. But, she, but they showed Ariana in the background always putting her hair over her face because she didn't want to be seen. And the show was beneath her. She did not want to do it. Right, right. But, she's always been pretty above it all. You yeah, know, she, she came, she's she came around. Her, her sketch comedy career didn't go so far. And that didn't pan out. That didn't Mm-mm. pan out. So Mm-mm. Sheena is now starring in Las Vegas in this show that many uh, little Bravo celebrity types have started before her. And she is kind of away from this scene. And she admitted on the reunion that she binged the whole season at once. This is what she's saying. And she fast forwarded through pretty much everything but her own scenes. Right. Okay. She said that, but right. later, later when Kristen was making her point about how come she didn't sleep with James. And she said, if you go through and you watch it and she pointed at Sheena and said, except for you who says you didn't watch it, which is not cute. It's unprofessional. Um, which I thought was a really good slam from Kristen. Um, yeah. From Kristen who tells people yeah. to go eat a dick in her place she, she, of employment. Yeah, she, she did say during the reading at the end, so you can suck a dick. I was like, oh, get a new cat. <laughs> there race. it is. There it is. Um, she, um, Sheena said at the end when Lisa said, I've told, you know, I've told everybody on the cast and Stasi has said this before on her podcast, you know, watching yourself in reality TV is like looking in a mirror. And if there's things you don't like, you can fix it. And when she said, if there are things you don't like, Sheena and Tom Schwartz raised their hands. They did. Yeah, they did. And so then when they, she said something else about, oh, why were you, um, fast forwarding the scenes and she's like I was going through a really bad breakup and I didn't want to have to watch it again okay she totally contradicted herself so I was like so what did you watch you watched so if you didn't watch your scenes and you didn't watch anybody else's scenes (laughs) did you watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because that shit was boring were you watching a different show (laughs) were you watching a different show yeah she totally (sighs) contradicted herself Sheena can't quite keep up with much you know, I think no, she bless can't her quite, heart. Yeah, she can't keep no. up. So no, bless her heart. So James then, okay, so James and Lala, we went through that. Sheena, Tom Sandoval, I wanted to hit a couple more points, and then we're going to move on to 90 Day Fiance. Tom Sandoval and Tom Schwartz got this restaurant. We know it's for a storyline. I mean, we know that Lisa is doing this, so I, I think there's a potential spinoff in the future. Lisa is the queen of spinoffs. I think she wants to get one for Vanderpump Dogs. There's been... There's been chatter about this in the blogosphere forever that, you know, she is really trying to build an empire where she is at the helm of several reality shows because she's losing her footing on Beverly Hills. So that makes sense to me. Tom Sandoval, though, thinks even though he was just basically given a restaurant for a minimal investment, I know it's a lot of money to him, but it was a minimal investment for a restaurant. He thinks it's unfair that Stassi got to be an event planner (laughs) when she came back. What do you think? What do you think about that? Well, first of all, Lisa's always had a soft spot for Stassi and Jax. You yeah, know, totally. Both of them. Totally. Um, and, you know, didn't you want to just say to Tom Sandoval, who's the, the number one whiner in the world, he's like, Lisa, it's not fair. I mean, he just <laughs> whines. So he's whining about this. But I'm thinking, so you're complaining that Stassi is not getting paid to be an event planner, you know, and yet – She's given you an entire restaurant. Exactly. So, and possibly it... your own show. Let's The subtext of that restaurant is possibly their own show. Because I think course, Jax might Jax work there. Go, yeah, Jax, yeah. 
ESP. We Jack all has to go. Jack has to go yep. work there. Yep, that's the whole the whole finale. That whole scene with her saying, "You should do the right thing and hand me your resignation." That was at a left field. I think so much of that was set up for him to then go on to Tom Tom and eventually that to be the next spinoff. Which, of course, I will watch. I mean, no shade because I'm watching it. I'll be DVRing that just like all the rest of this crap. Oh, absolutely. But it seemed very obvious. So I was like, Tom, really, you're going to get your panties in a bunch? And then he's like, Lisa doesn't let us pick things out and do things. And we should because we put in $100,000. And she's like, it takes like however many million she said to set up the restaurant. I know. I know. And and, and, and she's she's exerting her control to be like, no, I'm not cashing your check until I can see how much business you're going to bring in by your face. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, and Tom Schwartz, who doesn't even work and hasn't even worked in that industry, is also a partner. I mean, it is their names and their faces. And again, I think there's a show. I, my spidey sense tells me this is about something way bigger than a restaurant. Her restaurants are about shows now. You know, they're not. Uh, yeah, oh, they're not about yeah, the food. Yeah, yeah. You've been to Sir, right? No. Oh, I, I thought you were uh, for all of my for all of my. Dang, uh, I thought you were stalking. I've never <laughs> been to any of those restaurants. Um, no, there, I have not. There are definitely people in the Facebook group, all the different groups who have been to these restaurants and talk about them and talk about how being there, of course, is nothing like what you see. And I don't know. It's, it'd be really interesting for me to go to Sir, as many of us who have watched Vanderpump Rules for so long, to see what the real deal is. I hear the lighting is like really bright and it's kind of cafeteria-ish. <laughs> but, yes. And, the, and the, if you just read the Yelp reviews about the bathrooms alone about how gross the bathrooms oh, are. God. We're, you know Jax has had sex in there at least on one occasion, probably 100 well, we Saucy saw one. showed how she used to hide her, uh, her like her vodka bottles. That's in right, the, you know, toilet paper dispenser. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, so many creepy crawlies in there. Okay, it's speaking gross. of uh, creepy crawlies, let's talk about Ninety Day Fiance. We have to do this before we end the podcast oh, because this show is my Super Bowl. I mean, I know this is Happily Ever After, which isn't my favorite. Before the Ninety Days is the best, hands down. Then regular 90 day, and then happily ever after would come in third. But even this third place show in the in the franchise beats so many other shows for me because they just have so much organic drama. Well, because of you and Kate Casey, <laughs> I went in, because, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts, yeah. and the, all the podcasts talk about these shows. And so I'm like, oh, fine. I didn't realize what a commitment I was making oh, and how huge. many seasons there were, Huge, but, but I'm all caught up. And, you know, so of course when this came on, I'm like, Oh good. I get to watch it in real time. I don't have to, you know, watch it on my phone while I'm waiting in a carpool right. line and have people like giving me the side <laughs> eye when they hear it. Yeah. They're like, Oh, what's that? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know these people. They're horrible. <laughs> all of them. All of them. They are horrible, but isn't it such an amazing premise? I mean, yes. really, it's it's a really solid gold premise because yeah, the, it's never because, ending, it, and yeah. it's never ending. And also, it's not just one half of the equation that is sketchy or broken. There's something wrong with both players in each couple, which is yes. why they're seeking out these partnerships. I mean, sometimes there's a true love story. Like I think on season two, there was Amy and the girl from South Africa, and <gasps> they were. Yeah. I mean, they were like a true love story and their his family was shitty, but I was like, okay, there you go. That's an actual love story where you meet someone from a different country, but those are few and far between the rest of them. What about the, what about the Russian girl and the, and the Mormon guy? Uh, the one who had the baby who they think isn't his now. Uh, well, the baby is African-American yes. and yeah. they are both white. Yep. 
Yep, and she's so claiming that's... it's from her genes, like back in she's like she's like twenty three and me explaining it. <laughs> it's not really working out. Because <laughs> her dance Gosh, partner, I about them. her dance oh, partner for... was yes. African American, who she was on tour with right before she married this guy, and her husband is maybe not heterosexual. I don't know. I mean, a lot of people have speculated well, on that. We can just leave it at it that. Works, well, it works out for everyone then. It, I, yeah. I think it actually probably worked out very well for both of them, you know, because yeah. maybe she was pregnant and he needed a wife and that's just how it went. But these, yeah. okay. So these people this season, we have Russ and Paola, who I think are just like the total D list of this dream team cast. Like they could be cut tomorrow and I would not cry. There are so many other couples who could be put in their place. And then we have Chantel and Pedro, George and Anfisa, Annie and David, Molly and Luis, and Nicole and Azin, who I can't believe are showing up for the fourth time on this series. This is the fourth time we've seen them. But they, they're like, they're the Danielle and Muhammad because they are just never ending drama. So what, tell me, just tell me your thoughts. I'll just open it up. What do you think? Okay. Well, listen, I went through this as if I was writing a, um, research paper, you know, to get my master's degree, I have pages and pages of notes. I've broken it down by couple because, you know, I, some of these people I'd kind of of forgotten about, but the George and the Anfisa situation, I, 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 what are the words? I, she's a complete nutbag. And I was thrilled when they reshowed that scene of him in the parking lot at the lawyer's office. And she's like, you come home right now. And it's, he's like, oh, I guess I'll have to go home. Yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, she, I she's going to kill terrified. you. She's yeah. terrified of her. And now he's trying to say that all that stuff when he tricked her and he said he tricked her to come to the reunion tell all. And now he's saying like, oh, I was just saying all that stuff to hurt her. You know, she's really, you know, uh, um, a, a preschool teacher on the side and, you know, works with um, the disabled. She <laughs> right. definitely is not a cam girl. I don't know why I would say that. Right. Even though there are pictures out there that we can clearly see she most likely is. And yeah. And his yeah. friend Ramon, I call, I call Ramon of the various neck tattoos. Ramon. <laughs> the joint with the, behind with his ear. The joint. Yeah. He was ready and he was going to fire up anytime. He said, <laughs> he said, Man, you know, my friend sent me this link and, you know, I didn't click on it or anything. Yeah, right. I was like, uh, sure. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah. He said, well, that wasn't her. All of that's fake. And, you know, she's busy, you know, feeding the homeless right now. That's right. Like, no, you can't, you can't now say you didn't say that or it wasn't true, you know? I know, but George is not the brightest bulb either. Okay, the whole 90 Day Fiance cast, every season, you could name any season. It's not the brightest, most forward-thinking group we're working with. I mean... Which is why it's such great reality television. I don't think they, they don't, they don't think on the same level, say like a seasoned housewives veteran does where, where they're trying to guard themselves or not say certain things or, Mm -hmm. you know, predict like, Ooh, five months from now, will I really want this on camera? Like they just let it all hang out. And that's why it makes such great reality television. Now, George, I don't, he just seems like he is missing a chip. Like, for real. Like, Anfisa <laughs> is crazy, but he is really missing a chip. Because he <laughs> he is still he's still saying the words, well, I went overseas for a wife because I thought American women were kind of crazy. I mean, he's still saying that. Like, George, I think you should maybe be coached into saying something different now. Right. Because you know he wanted her because she was hot and he couldn't get anyone. That's why he went over. That's why he trolled, you know, get a wife dot com or whatever it is. Get a Russian yes. wife. 
Yes. Yes. I mean, he really needs to work on his skills. I love that his sister keeps swooping in like, nope, we're going to this attorney, you know, and then this, and oh, listen, I thought this was hilarious when the sister says, well, if we're talking about assets during the marriage, can you count, you know, handbags and jewelry? He says, oh yeah, handbags and jewelry. Now we have seen him go to that handbag shop. It is not, it is a secondhand consignment store. He's not going to, you know, Chanel on Park Avenue and getting (laughs) these bags. It's like a St. Vinny's. I know. It's Awesome. But he really has to be reminded of these things from his sister. I really feel like he needs a handler. Like his his family wasn't operating as his handlers like they usually do. And that's how he got on this show. It's like he shopped for a wife behind their backs, it felt like. And then he brought this chick over after she, you know, Anfisa knows how to shut off his phone without him knowing. She knew how to, she was trolling him from Russia, shutting his shit down. Do you remember uh-huh. that? Before oh, she even yeah. got to the U.S. And he was still like... That girl's just wild. I mean, George, <laughs> oh my God. Like, he needs to be under guardianship. And he's, but he, to me, he's also just a huge liar because he really did sell himself as a millionaire to her. You know, he did. Oh, yeah. 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 And he said he did and she said it. So, yep. look, at least what, the one thing about Anfisa is she is straightforward. She is like, <laughs> she's, honest. I'm only with, I'm only with you for the money. And if you can't give me the money, then you're a liar and I'm out of here. Right. Right. It's yeah. like, it's like she's playing a contract game and he's trying to still pretend that it's about mutual attraction <laughs> and, right. lo- and love. And she's like, that's not what our contract was. Like you're, you're in breach of contract, George. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The only saving grace for them now. And I think they're both playing this game is that they're both on this TV show and they're generating income from it. And they seem to be enjoying that like on their Instagram and their videos. So I think they are going to try to make this work for them now being the grifters that they are. Yeah. I think they're, that's what they're doing. Yeah. She said that, you know, the only way she was making money was through, you know, paid sponsorships, which just means, you know, Diffie eyewear or tummy tea or whatever she was trying to sell. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And like, you would really buy that if Anfisa suggested you buy something. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, like Pornhub maybe. (laughs) So grifters though, who do you think, or what do you think is going on with Chantel and Pedro? Really? They're still together in real time. We know this. They've posted things online saying, here we are. We're still happy. It's like, "Mm, okay. But what is actually happening there? Okay. First of all, the photo at the beginning of their spot is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. They are, you know, you know how they kind of do that back to back and then they look at each other wistfully. Um, It's sort of like that, but they look off, they're looking off in different directions and they both look like they're holding their breath. It's really weird. And look um, at that again. Yeah, look at that again. Okay. It's, I will. it's odd. I don't know if she's trying to suck in her stomach so she looks like she's holding her breath. I don't know. But she's upped her makeup game and pushed her boobs almost to her chin. It's so, a different look. It's a different, it's a different look. look. Yeah. But she still does not move the inside of her mouth when she talks. No, she has the, like, it's talking, speaking about the real world. Who is that Tammy who had her jaw wired shut? Yes. That's, yes. that's that reminds me of Tammy with the jaw wire shut, like her having to sip soup through a straw. That's how she yeah, talks. She, mm-hmm. Yeah, she talks through her teeth. It's real strange. Yeah, um, that has nothing to do with anything. These are just um, observations. Yeah, when they when they flash back to them in the parking lot telling the parents, "Oh, we have to get married tomorrow," and Chantal's mom was wearing that teeny tiny cowboy hat. Itty bitty witty. Yeah. Oh, I miss that little hat. Love that um, little hat. That belongs in the clubhouse, even though this isn't a Bravo show. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, Pedro and his chin hair, you know, I don't get that. Um, 
And I think he doesn't have a driver's license because she drives him everywhere. I don't think he does either. But he does have a family back in the Dominican who enjoys a flat screen TV. They need that television. And for, when they said it was $1,000 to ship it, I'm like, you literally probably bought that at Costco for $300. Exactly. Hang it on your wall. I don't know where because they live in that efficiency. And send her $300 to buy her own TV. That is so stupid. It was so stupid. That whole scene. And I love, though, that they boxed it up before they told them that. Like, they couldn't give them an estimate beforehand. Like, this might be in the $1,000 range. <laughs> and the mom is, like, screaming, like, you need to send it. We need the TV. But, you know, why can't you send it? It, it reminds me a little bit of Ashley of Real Housewives Potomac's uh, oh, mother. That's so sad. That Ashley story on Potomac so sad. That actually breaks yeah. my heart. Yeah. And it's, it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like get, what can you do? Yeah. What can you do for me? And she actually, yeah. did you catch that Pedro's mom actually said, you owe me. You owe it to me. Yes. What was yes, that you all owe about? It to me. I don't know. I, I think that's maybe what, what the storyline is going to be that they're, yeah. What's interesting to me about the storyline about her parents trying to investigate him, like I, I get that because it is kind of out of the blue that she would marry this guy, but that she seems to be in on it. She seems to be in these lawyers' meetings and in when the mom says, we're about to get more stupider. Yeah, we're, things are um, about to get a little more stupider around yeah. here. It's like that could be yeah. the 90-day fiancé tagline, really. You, that's it. Yeah. They just had, need to have that on the bottom of the screen just all the time. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> just when you thought it couldn't get worse it's about to get more stupider <laughs> it's like you thought honey boo boo was embarrassing check this show out check it out so okay george and Anvisa, chantelle and pedro annie and david <laughs> david okay. is, david is livid that he has to pay rent and he's 49 years old and he doesn't understand how he's going to be able to do such a thing i, I and then they took that yellow gold fake looking jewelry I, I mean that he borrowed money from chris to buy to buy his wife back yeah. in thailand he's trying to pawn that yeah i mean at one point they were talking to annie and it said you know something about him and she said well i know david doesn't have everything but i'm still in america i'm yeah. like well yeah there you go she's in lexington but, but, kentucky living in a firehouse in a public building but in a weird why, apartment why can't david get a job like i, I mean he could literally work at a mcdonald's like he why can't refuses something okay he has this smarmy political past have you looked into him at all he has this really weird political past where he ran for something and that he got and he dropped out of the race and then he has this business quote-unquote partnership with chris where they did these thailand tours that look very suspicious right and anyone can go online and google this shit and you can find these tours and they are very suspect so i think he has some major dirt on chris major and that uh -huh. Chris has been giving him money, kind of like hush money through the years. And Nikki was finally like, look, we're on a show now. He's No one's going to say anything. They're going to get their money from that. It's time to cut him off. Who cares what he says about you? You can call him a liar. People know him now, and they don't believe him. I feel like that's what's happened. That's my conspiracy theory. I think you're totally right, because why else would he continue to just give him money? He's not right. his keeper or his parent. He's... Just a, a a buddy. He's a buddy who they they murdered someone together. <laughs> I mean, I'm just putting it out there. Something bad happens in Thailand or in some other country. There's a dead body somewhere, and David knows about it because nobody would give their friend that amount of money for this long, especially being publicly humiliated on TV doing it, unless there was something seriously hanging over their heads. And his wife is always standing there, like right, with her arms crossed, like just pissed. 
I tell you what, I'm going to, you know, this is going to be my newest thing. I'm going to go and start looking at arrest records for these people. I think you're right. I really think you're right. I think you're right. I think they killed a a Thailand hooker. Something like that. I don't want anybody to know. It's above a sex scandal. It's above cheating. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, accidental manslaughter, homicide, something happened. Somebody drowned. I don't know. Something, something happened. I'm just, I'm going to put it out there and I can say, because I'm going to say the word now that takes away all blame for me, allegedly. Okay. So allegedly, (laughs) allegedly, I think something happened. Actually, I'm just editorializing. So it's fine. It's just speculation. It's It's just speculation. I'm speculating, but you know, it's such bullshit that Chris would be supporting this total deadbeat who David obviously has no plans of ever supporting himself or Annie. He got Chris to sign this thing that Nikki says she didn't know about that will support Annie, even if his losery ass, you know, takes off for 10 years, 10 years. Oh, God, he has something on Chris so bad, and I want to know what it is. If anybody finds out, you have to tell Mary Payne and I. We have to know. Yes. We have got to know. There's something out there. The truth is out there. This is like X-Files level. And then we'll have to do a true crime podcast about it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the couple I really want to know about are Mark and Nikki from season, oh, my God, out there, somebody right now is saying the right season, but I'm not thinking of it, season two or three. Mark and Nikki, he was the guy from Maryland, from your neck of the yes. woods, and she mm-hmm. was the woman from the Philippines who was mm-hmm. 18 years old, and he was yes. like 49 or 52, and he totally has murdered her at this point or is planning her murder, or she has escaped and someone is keeping her in a safe house, I'm sure of it, because they are totally off the map. He tried to sue TLC, I think, last year or the year before. And since then, everything has gone radio silent. I really want to know what's happening with them. Like, I'm scared for her. Okay, this is a new podcast. It's called True Crime. No, it's called 90 Day Fiance, uh, colon, True Crime. That'll be that'll in the next on the next season of Ninety Day Fiance. Who's been murdered? <laughs> George. <sighs> okay, number one from this season will be George. He'll be murdered for sure. Okay, <sighs> Ninety Day Fiance, true crime. Okay, that's a great idea. Okay, thank you. Okay, we're gonna do that. TM trademark. Trademark is mm-hmm. happening. Okay, so Molly and Luis. Luis for me is the most hateable guy right now on the screen. Like, He's so gross. He, He's I so can't. gross. He is gross. He, him mocking that little girl makes me want to physically hurt him. He's like, oh, now you don't talk? I wish this is how you were all the time. Who says <gasps> that? And then it actually makes me want to really just have a talking, have a sit-down mom-to-mom conversation with Molly so badly it almost hurts because I can't believe she sits there while he says those things. And how about Olivia saying, I'm about to go to college. Mm-hmm. Like she's trying to get it all squared away before she goes off to college. She's trying to protect her little sister. Right. Which is exactly what an adult child of a dysfunctional family does. They start being the mom and she's trying to, she tried to mother her own mom last year. She's yes. trying to act like the most rational adult there because there are no safe adults around her. I mean, I really, I can't, oh, I get really seriously upset with this. Then I need to stop. <laughs> really upset thinking about how molly brought this guy in i mean we know now that they're hopefully still separated she filed for divorce but watching this is cringeworthy like i can't handle it i mean i i yes i couldn't agree with you more i I think he is if you ever look at his social media and his stupid face and his stupid selfies and he like he takes them like up his nose i'm like that is not how you take a selfie 
this is not doing you any favors. No. And he really, I truly think is like, um, he's like Muhammad in a way, like the Daniel Muhammad thing. Yes. But yes. He, he definitely gets off on the fame more. Like Muhammad really did want to disappear at a certain point. He was like, I need to be in government protection from this woman. Like he just wanted his life back. You could tell, like maybe he got off on the fame at the beginning. Louise seems the type to me where he, like he's reveling in being the villain. You know, yeah. like yeah. he's really taking it. He's taking his role seriously being an asshole. Well, he's doing a great job. He's doing a fantastic he's doing... job of it. <laughs> yeah. And I do think, I mean, he is very obviously in it for the green card. And I think that's back to uh, Chantel. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think that's what Chantel's parents are trying to prove that Pedro yeah. is the same. And maybe this is a thing with Dominican Republic guys. I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, these two are examples. Do we have anyone as an example in the past? I know we did, and I'm just not coming up with a name right now. But I don't know. These two are, are bad, bad examples of otherwise probably decent people from that country because they're just oh, obvious Listen, grifters. I've, I've been to the Dominican Republic twice. I would go and live there. It is beautiful. But these two it are grifters for sure. I mean, Pe- Pedro, maybe not as much, but his family sure seems like it. Luis yeah. is just, I mean, this is ridiculous, that Molly would think that she is going to meet this bartender who probably said to every woman who walked up to him, I'm going to make you my wife. He probably said yes. it to everyone. And yes. she was the person to be like, oh, okay. Oh, I got two kids at home. You're good with that? And he's like, oh, yes, yes. And then she actually moves forward with it. Uh, and then, you know, the whole secret marriage thing was about him just wanting that green card locked down. Oh, he, yeah, he, he found out. He, he Googled yep. it up and found out all I have to do is sign this piece, piece yep. of paper to be legally married. There doesn't have to be a ceremony. God, I just, I want better for her. You know, there's. I do like, too. Unlike a Danielle, who you're like, she really, she should just be taken off the market, like taken out of the gene pool. Like, I'll yes. just say it. She should really does not need a partner. So, but Molly, I think she could find a great partner and she could find happiness. And I really see some good qualities in her. So that's why it's maddening seeing her act like this as a mother and be so desperate for this just smarmy dude who's not worthy of her at all. Agreed. Totally Ugh. agree. And oh, I can't, I can't with him. I can't with him. I think, ugh, blah. Someone else who we probably equally can't handle is Nicole. <sighs> oh, Nicole. I mean, this, first of all, I need to discuss that one room that she lives in. Oh my God. 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 People have been deep diving on it. Do you know what it is? It's a church housing arrangement. Okay. No, I was thinking, is this. A food stamp situation. It kind and of is. Then, of course, yeah. c- cut to her mother's house, which is lovely. Lovely. And you think, you know, maybe your mom is just like, you know what? You had this baby. You figure it out. And tough love. And you have to figure out how it is to live in the real world with the baby and try to pay your rent, you know? Yeah. But then Nicole is sending all of her money to Morocco. So, of course, she doesn't have any money for rent. As we know, Azen has been scamming all kinds of women for money. And Nicole has openly admitted sending him enough money that he doesn't even have to work so that she can call him all day. So she lives in this place because she's using her money for things other than supporting herself and her child. She's searching it to find international dick. Okay. Now, (laughs) international dick. Oh, my God. Does, Does Nicole, in fact make money as a barista at Starbucks. It, it, <laughs> I mean, is that is that a career path 
where you can maybe move into a two-room apartment. Possibly, possibly. But okay, so here's the deep dive that came from Starcasm, this awesome reporter over at Starcasm, and I will link up this article in the show notes as well. They actually drove by, they found the location that Nicole was filmed in, which looks like a converted motel and is a converted motel. So it's like, it's like a motel room, but it's sort of an apartment building. Now it's an apartment building run by this church organization for people who are down on their luck. Nicole's grandfather allegedly works in this organization. So she's probably getting that apartment for next to nothing or free based on what, what that place is meant for. And also based on the fact that it sounds like her grandfather were like is part of this organization so it's probably like okay we're gonna put nicole our wayward daughter in this situation and then she can have all of her spending money she makes as a starbucks helper because i don't know that (laughs) she's a full employee there a helper and she makes as a starbucks charity case she can spend that on you know things for her daughter or making a better life and instead yeah she chases international dick i mean i'll say it again because that's what she has spent all of her money on all of it and he hates her. I mean, he hates her. He openly hates her. I mean, he forces her to do a squat, which was just cruel. I mean, oh. look, Nicole can't do a squat. And then he is telling her over and over again, you're unhealthy. I don't like you. And she is also, she she's horrible to him, too, right back at him. No, and he, were, you're lazy. You're lazy. You're just lazy. Yeah, and you're she's just lazy. Slamming him in, she's slamming him into doorways. I mean, she's physically assaulting him. Apparently... She demanded that he go out and get alcohol for her every night. This is in, you know, this is, yes, this is all in reports that have been online. So this is all allegedly. But she was so horrible to his family that his family told her or told him she has to leave on this last trip. And the production company was like, no, we have to film this. This is a show. And so the family had to begrudgingly keep her there, which they did because they they were like, okay, we'll watch May while she acts like an asshole. Can you imagine what the what that family thinks about Mm-mm. her? Mm-mm. I, and they were looking. I'm sure he is speaking to her, is speaking to his family in the language, saying, "Just just wait it out. Just once I get to America, I need to one year in America, and then I can get a exactly. job and make money and send it to you." You know exactly. But as we yeah. know, his K one visa gets denied. This has all been in the news, and they're on this like CR one visa or something. I don't know what it's called. So the news has been that Nicole has flown over to Morocco and they might already be married there. I think they were supposed to have been married in February. And so does she take May with her? Is May there? Does she? Uh, I can't imagine. I, I can't imagine that she would. I mean, th- that her mother <sighs> wouldn't like file some sort of protective order. I mean. Seriously. Because you look at Nicole's brother and he is a really bright kid. He's the younger one who's always yes. trying to talk sense into her head. And you're like, okay, yes. the brother... Seems like he has his wits about him. And Nicole is like, you know, 95% fries short of a Happy Meal. Like she is so, so far down the scale. I mean, people have people have asked if she has, you know, like if she is classified as having a deficiency, like a learning, well, what, you know, something. What was, but I don't know. What was wrong with her when she woke up at her mom's house? First of all, she in order to wake up at 630 in the morning, she has to go to her mother's house. Otherwise, she's unable to to wake up at 6.30 in the morning. Right. So when she wakes up, though, she definitely seemed on something. Like drugs. Or, yeah. I, mean, I know. Very she lethargic. Was, she, was, she was more Nicole-like than normal. Right. Um, she, she was on something called Nicole. That's what yeah. she's, She was just on an extra heavy dose of it. 
that morning. And her mom, her mom said, this is the quote I wrote down. Her mom said, you know, Nicole, I think you're just oblivious. I was like, you think? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, are you just noticing that now? Robba Lee. Oh, like, poor Robba Lee. Poor Robba oh. Lee. Seriously. I mean, you know, she had a hand in raising her. But if you look at the two siblings, they're quite different. So I'll just put that out there. You know, it's not all the parents. Sometimes this is what happens. I was a teacher for many years and taught siblings. Not everybody is the same in a family. You know, I taught one sibling who started his own company. The other one ended up in jail. Two brothers. Very close. Right. So you never right. know. You never know what's going to happen. But I... I I could not handle the moment when we saw the state of Nicole's room. Okay, yes, it's a room. It's a very small, modest, converted hotel room slash apartment. But the state of it was You could like, clean the whole thing with a dustbuster. Oh my god. You don't you don't need a Dyson vacuum in there. Oh. Just a little dustbuster. And and one trash bag and then you'd be done. What you're asking a dustbuster to do, though. I mean, I think there was like, well, yeah, what was going on on that floor. So there are still shots of it actually making their way around the Internet. And if you want to just if you're not eating, if if you finished your meal (laughs) and, and if you don't, you know, if you're not an anxious person by nature, then go ahead and take a look at some of these pictures. I posted one on the Pink Shade Facebook group. It's you could look at it for a good hour and still be finding things to gag over. I mean, because if you it's like do, a, it's like a it's like a Where's Waldo it a is gross thing. A like, oh, look for the look for the French fry. You right. know, look for the um, keychain. Yes, <laughs> there's a band aid on the wall. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> that is disgusting. It's on the wall. You know that's not a new band aid. You know that oh, shit that's... is used. It's probably like hiding a bullet hole or something from the other side. Oh, my God. Probably just like flaked off of Nicole's elbow one night while she was She just stuck it over there while she was asleep. Oh, that poor baby. That poor baby. Uh, Hashtag save May. If May is over in Morocco, we're going to have problems as viewers. Like we're going to have to take up a campaign. We're going to have to figure something out because that's going to be a real problem. I mean, I'm so upset thinking that she's over there. And she probably is. So we need to start a we need to start a GoFundMe for May, and then we need to start one of those um, Change.org petitions (laughs) to get Thomas Ravenel off of Bravo. Seriously, okay, Southern (sighs) Charm, the scandal that won't die. There's more scandal coming out today. I post it on the Facebook group. I'll be talking more about it on the Patreon this week. But uh, you had commented and posted an article I thought was really interesting about watch what happens live with Catherine and Craig this week. Yeah, what did you see in there? I thought this okay, was so, really interesting. Okay, so it was on last night, which yeah. is interesting that they put Catherine on Craig on Vanderpump Rules night and know, not on Southern Charm night. So that was weird. Now, of course, I you know, said to my family, go to bed without me because <laughs> I have to stay up and watch this. Right. So um, you can hear that thunder. It's thundering. I know. Sorry. No, it's okay. So, um, so they're on, and the first thing Andy says is, so, you know, here they are, and it's Craig and Catherine, Southern Charm, woo. And he says, so, guys, let's jump right into it. What do you think about what's going on with Thomas and the allegations against him? I mean, it could not have been more, when we go out, this is what I'm saying, and this is what you're saying. Absolutely. You know? Right. And she says, uh, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, well... I think I'm going to wait and see what the investigations turn up. I, I can't make any comment. You know, my most important thing is my children. Yep. Uh, okay, great. And then he asked Craig and Craig says, well, you know, I just know what everybody else knows and I've just, what I've read on the internet. So I just have to wait till the investigation comes out because I just, you know, can't believe what you read on the internet. 
I'm thinking, um, well, can you believe police reports? um, So they had been, you know, obviously coached and they glossed that over and quickly went into, you know, the games and all the other stuff that they do. Um, But the most important piece of information that came out, and that was the article I posted, uh, lest you forget, when they went to uh, Landon's family, Landon, R.I.P., uh, oh, Landon, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jekyll Landon's. Island, right? Yes. Yes. I've been to Jekyll Island. It's beautiful, but they were very bored there because it's a lot of old people yeah. and they were doing lots of partying in the house. And at some point in the evening, uh, Catherine and Craig took a golf cart to go on a golf ride down to the beach. Uh, sure. That's what you do. And the golf cart died because they hadn't charged it because they're all alcoholics and falling down at all times. I couldn't remember <laughs> to charge the golf carts. And nobody reminded them and they got stranded at the beach. Now, yeah, this overnight. is the dumbest, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard that they got stranded on the beach and they dug a hole and Craig covered Catherine with sticks. Okay. They were not in the wild of I Indonesia. I know that cracked and, me up that whole story and Craig too. Craig's not digging a hole, please. And then now he's foraging for sticks and now he's what he's now they're like on, uh, the movie with Tom Hanks and they're talking the volleyballs. I mean, none it's so of, Lord of the Flies. Like you, yeah. would, like they were coming back in loincloths and stuff. You're like none no. of that happened. No. They just they went out and boned got on drunk the beach. And, and boned on the beach and right. fell asleep. And then they were like, "Oh yeah, let's ride the golf cart around now for an hour to say that it ran out of." The, it, but if the whole thing if that happened, how did they then? Woo, how did they then call somebody to tell them where they were? I mean, exactly. They could have used their phone flashlights, or they could have called somebody the night before. The whole story was so convoluted. So no, we had better was, stories in high school of sneaking out. I mean, like anyone could come up with a better story than that. That was such it, a Craig and Catherine story. It cracked me. It cracked everyone up then. And the yes. fact that they got away with it was it was staggering. That people except just let la- it go. Ex- except for last night, yes. When Andy said basically what he's saying was, "All right, Catherine, so you've uh, slept with everybody on the cast, pretty much." But you know, he said something like. Well, I mean, you hooked up with everybody, but uh, you now did you and Craig ever hook up? And he said it like that. And Catherine goes, "Yeah, no." And he and he was like, "No." And then she said yes, and then she said no, and covered her mouth really quick. Right. Oh my god! It was hilarious. She was like, and she was like, "Oops, yeah, you know, yeah." That was. I was like, "Oh, yeah, yep, confirmed it." So she did hook up with every single person except for Austin, and that's just because he's new. Yeah, just because yeah. he's new. You know what? Mm-hmm. I'm so team Catherine, though, and I'm so glad to see the women rallying around her. And I, Same. I I know they can't talk about the allegations, of course, and it is a legal issue. But I am so hoping that no matter what happens, she gets those kids back in some capacity. You know, whatever yes. that is. Because this – the railroading of her has been just obscene. I know she has the – you know, she's alcohol and drug issues, and she's getting sober now, and I'm so happy for her that she's doing that. But you can't tell me that Thomas doesn't have those same issues and that he's, he's a safe one, person. No. He's, he's been in jail for a felony exactly. of selling cocaine. Right. So, no. Right. I, it, it's, it's exactly It's exactly what she said. You can see what a person with money and a man with money and power in Charleston can do when it clearly states, and we've all seen the, the online, all of the, all of their agreement, their legal agreement, yep. where it says that they're not allowed to bring another person around until the other person has met this new girlfriend or boyfriend. And he's clearly in violation of that. 
it's, they're admitting it on TV. And she says, but I follow everything to the rule. I go, I go get my blood test when I have to, my mm-hmm. drug test. And then you can see what a man with power and money can do in Charleston. Yeah, he doesn't have to follow the rules. And we are going to see how this plays out in the, you know, in the actual courts because this shit is real that he's going through. And I have a strong suspicion that we are going to be hearing from more people, from more women. But that's just my suspicion, you know, based on patterns of behavior and guys, you know, just what we know about predators. You don't do something like that, you know, one time when you're 53 years old, you've been getting away with it your whole life. Right. And he even said this last episode, he even said the words, right? Like, I have all the power. I have all the money. What is she going to do? When he was talking about Ashley wanting to leave the bar. And you brought that up before we were yeah. recording. And it's yeah. so true because that's that tells you everything you need to know about his, his thought process when it comes to a partner. I've got the money. I've got the power. Who are you? Yeah. Oh, God. You, I mean, and then I don't know if you've watched the, the, um, the little after show that Southern Charm has that's on bravo.com. You can go and you can just kind of – all the little clips are like two minutes and you can just let them roll and watch them all back yeah. to back. Um, but the latest one, you know, they have Ashley on there and, you know, she's she's not well. She doesn't look good. She does I mean, not look well. It, it's terrible. And when they're asking her about that um, shopping spree, she tears up and says, well, you know, I mean, who am I to spend Thomas's money? I mean, he's worked so hard for it and I felt really bad about that, which means she got – her ass chewed out when she got home and he found out what that bill was. Oh my God. Cause she's like, I mean, and then they go through all the people in the cast talking about how cheap he is. And Catherine says, yeah, one year for Christmas, he gave me face lotion. <laughs> it's probably like Jergens. Yeah. And she's like, so <laughs> yeah. She said, so yeah, I was surprised to see that. Oh, he is such a piece of crap. He is such yeah. a dog turd. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Excuse me. Well, people are like, they can't take him off the show. He makes the show. I'm like, I would be, I would never miss him. It's such an ensemble cast like Vanderpump that you wouldn't miss him. And you would be so happy for Catherine not to have to deal with him. Yeah. And you know what? I don't want to see Southern Charm go away, but I don't think it it, it would have to go away if he was off the show. I mean, we saw, let's talk about real shows too. Let's talk like House of Cards got shut down because of Kevin Spacey. And it wasn't because of anything he did on set because Bravo is making the claim now like, oh, well, we can't control what people do off, you know, off camera. Well, look at what happened on Netflix, you know, and that was an actual big production. That wasn't dinky little Southern charm on stupid Bravo. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's not it's a coming good back look. though. It's coming back. It's coming back for one more season. Right. Right. But it got, but what they did is they, they stopped, you know what I mean? They said, this is a big deal. We're going to, we're going to stop production. We're going to shut this down and then we're going to, you know, not move on with Kevin Spacey because it was such a big deal. And I'm like, that's a huge, bold move. And that ruined a lot of people's jobs and lives. But Bravo is sort of waiting to see it go away. And I'm like, that's not a good look to be on the right side of history long term. Like, you might want to rethink this, especially NBC, even if Bravo's stupid enough to think it'll go away. NBC, their parent company, needs to really think about it. Now, I'm being very preachy here, and I don't even know the legalities. But it just seems like it. my gut feeling is they're going to regret this as a look <laughs> for them. Yeah. Later. But what do you think about, but what do you think about when Taylor Armstrong's husband, it was, I mean, it was admitted that he was an abuser and was abusing her. And then in the off season killed himself. He killed himself. I know. Yeah. And that, that show went on. I mean, you know, they addressed it, um, but it went on. But do you think they would have kept him on if he was an abuser? 
See, I'm wondering if it's different if you're the victim versus the perpetrator. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. This yes, is, oh yes, God, yes. we should do another episode for the Patreon sometime because I could, yes. we could talk about this for hours. I could talk to you for like five hours and you have stayed on so long and this actually might be, we'll see if we can put this out as a big super episode. I think I'll do that. Just a, a super bonus long episode because you have just been fabulous and I hope you super size super yeah super size (laughs) yeah tell everyone where they can find you because you're so much fun on all social media platforms oh okay well you know I did I did state I'm in my late 40s I'm not that fun uh but (laughs) you are kind of fun I'm on uh well of course I'm on you know your page a lot and I and I'm on your Patreon page as well and uh Let's see on Twitter and Instagram. So no one's ever asked me this. So I'm like, uh, Twitter and Instagram, it's <laughs> Mary Payne, which is M-A-R-Y-P-A-Y-N-E and the number two. And the reason it's Mary Payne is because I am from the deep South and everybody has two names and that's just how we roll. So um, I'm stuck with it. That's but, right. Um, that's not a first Mary and a last too. name. That's your first name, Mary Payne. Right. That's What's right. For, yeah. First and middle. First and middle. Yeah. And, you know, we do with, you know, I got lots of letters in my monogram and the whole thing. I love yeah. it. I love it. Yeah. So, well, we're going to keep watching all this crap, and I would love to talk to you again. This has been so much fun. Yeah, so much I would fun. love it. And, 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 you know, TM Trademark, our new podcast, which is 90 Day Fiance, The True Crime I am ho- I'm holding up a post-it <laughs> that says 90 Day Fiance, True Crime, underline. I'm not even kidding. I wrote it down. I'm like, I'm writing that down. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't really want anyone to die, but I think crimes are probably going to occur, so. Yeah, I think they already have occurred, as you pointed out. I know. All right, Mary Payne, thank you so much. I will I will talk to you soon. Okay, thank you. I want to thank Mary Payne Gilbert for being on the podcast today. How much fun is she? I really hope she comes out with her own podcast. She's a natural. Mary Payne, do it. We are all subscribing already in our minds. Remember to follow her on social media, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Erin Leah Martin. Join the Pink Shade with Erin Martin Facebook group. We love you and are waiting for you to come on over to the dark side. It's really not the dark side. It's pretty fun over there. We're not haters. We just like to laugh at people to make ourselves feel better. What's wrong with that? Remember, next week's podcast will be coming at you fast and furious. I will be publishing Nanny Dawn's interview on Memorial Day. And after that, midweek, end of week, I will also be publishing a 90-day fiancé recap. You can follow my writing on realitytea.com and listen to me on Jenny's show every week. And if you're liking the podcast, I would so appreciate a rating and review from you on iTunes. I read them, I listen to you, and it really helps get the word out for this little podcast that could. I appreciate you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. And until next time, I will see you in reality. 